Hello, mech fans. This is Duncan Fisher. Hold on firmly to your mana potions, fireballs, and familiars, because you are tuning in to your regularly scheduled episode of the First Circuit Podcast. Hello and welcome to the First Circuit Podcast episode. Holy crap, MacWare 5 is exciting again. I think we're on number 154 now, and today we're obviously going to talk about the MacWare 5 announcements that have been happening this week and that are going to impact us next week already. Super exciting times. Also, there are some minor MacWare online topics, and when I say minor, I mean those are pretty big changes compared to what we've had for a year now, but uh, still they're minor compared to MacWare 5, so let's dive right into the most important topic. I have a new mug. It's really fancy. I can't see and the it's mug really blurry. It's blurry. And it's blurry, <laughs> goddammit. Yeah, there you go. Okay. It's myself and my kitties. Ah, cool. I need a uh, mug okay. with six of them. And then after building up some excitement, let's dive right into the MacWare 5 topic, shall we? Sure. I'm Bob. How are you guys doing? It's your usual host. You should know us by now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You should know us, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> but hello, Bob. Hey. My name's Ian. Welcome hey, Ian. to MacWare. How do you say your last name again? Drizzeray? Desiree? Drizzit? That's honestly up to you how you're going to pronounce okay. it. I've had so many iterations of it yeah. now. It's whatever. Yeah, well, luckily, I, first I games, Ian. yeah luckily for Sam's again, <laughs> I'm like, hey, Ian. <laughs> That's all I can say. Okay. And I'm the guy who says Blark. Biter. Biter. Blark. There we go. Blark. Awesome. All right. So you can probably already see, and if you're watching on YouTube, I have a bit of a teaser up for what we're going to talk about. But first off, uh, the slightly smaller news, MacWare returns to PlayStation. PlayStation uh, 5 that no one can get? Yeah. <laughs> if you have a PlayStation 5, you're going to be able to play MacWare soon. Yep. Uh, honestly, not that unexpected of a move. I think once you have the control pattern figured out for one game and it's working fine, it's a very natural move to port it to the other ecosystem, even though there's obviously a fair bit of work involved. This PlayStation is quite different from Xbox. It still makes a lot of sense. Um, I I think your yeah. cat wants to talk. I think your yeah, cat, my cat will, definitely wants to wants say to something. <laughs> the peak of professionalism today. But yeah, uh, yeah I think um, this um, launch on PS5 and the DLC are both coming out uh, September 23rd, so quite soon. Yep. Yeah, if you're listening to this podcast as it releases this Wednesday. So do we want to talk about the timing and how PGI has been doing this announcement first, or do we want to go through the actual announcement first? Um, I think it's Wednesday for you guys, but 23rd is a Thursday for me. It's a first. It's a Thursday for me. Yeah. It's a first day. Never mind. Oh, okay. I'm completely. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. Peak of professionalism. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> On first day, save save time in your calendar and don't take Wednesday off. Take probably Friday off. Realistically. Now, actually, a lot of people are gonna even your time anyway. Yeah. 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 A lot of people are gonna switch <laughs> over. Um. Your streaming schedules, I know like a lot of people are, are flipping their Thursday to whatever game they're playing to be MechWarrior 5, so a lot of people are going to go do, at least I'm doing that, Nutty Rat's doing that, a lot of other good streamers from yeah. MechWarrior 5 are too. That's all. Let's uh, quickly tease what we are getting in addition to it. Uh, besides MechWarrior 5, on the PlayStation 5, we're also getting the second DLC of MechWarrior 5 alongside another free update. And as you could already see by this 
absolutely beautiful teaser frame. I love this so much. This is my new uh, background, by the way. We're diving into the fourth succession world. Okay. You get a good cookie if you know what that's from. If you know what that, uh, that that's from there. I mean, I can already sort of deduce with the uh, symbol in the yeah. background. Yeah. Multiple symbols. Exactly. And I have heard about um, uh, the lore, at least a little bit, the joining of two big houses and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Certainly went on terror. Uh, here's a little question for you, Lord Nerd peoples. So, um, you know, obviously they're, they're trying to show a very momentous occasion to people being wedded, but mm -hmm. uh, they put a lot of battle mechs into that scene. I'm just like, you know, um, if you're talking about like real life, you know, if you're having like a presidential address, he's usually just doing it in front of the White House or something. There's yeah. not a horde of battle tanks. Um, <laughs> if you're thinking of any nations where the leader usually will want to pose of a horde of military hardware, it's going to be somewhere like North Korea. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> also that. I mean, how appropriate is that to the law that uh, you would really want to put battle mechs so front and center to this kind of alliance? Yeah, uh, I... these, the actual setting was on Terra. Uh, the uh, yeah, wedding yeah. in one of the larger cathedrals in Europe. I forgot which one. Um, and Comstar was quite strict about not allowing any kind of weapon on the world. So uh, they definitely did not have battle mechs. Well, also, wedding. too, you got to think, though. Like, I know uh, Day, um, Diner has two griffins um, side by side in the throne room. But you're looking at, I mean, these things are what you got an awesome back there. You have an Atlas, 100 tons walking on tile. I mean, come on. You know, basically. In a historical cathedral yeah. built in 50 and something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That stuff is not going to support the weight of at least, what, 50, 100, 150? Yeah. No. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. 250 tons right there on the left, on the left side. That's a lot of tonnage, man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm you just know. remembering like the royal wedding in the United Kingdom. You know, when we had the the church, there's just so many officials and important people crowding out everywhere. There's so yeah. many people wanting to see such an event, and in this situation, the mechs are crowding out the people. So... Ah, yeah, <laughs> good point. Good point in that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah this is not at all law accurate. Um, the what they did have was a uh, group of Devian soldiers. Uh, holding up like swords, like a sword uh, archway for yeah. Melissa Steiner to walk through. Yeah, yeah. But beyond that, they didn't have weapons. And that scene is actually quite funny because Comstar was so strict about weapons. But Hostavian obviously wanted their ceremonial swords at the ceremony. So they had to submit them to Comstar. Comstar brought them on world and brought them out for the ceremony. And as soon as Melissa walked through that archway, all the swords collected and back. back what book was this? What book was this? I mean... I don't know, what book was this? Because I, I never read uh, that. It's the first book of the Warrior. No, it's the sec second book of the Warrior trilogy. Really? Uh, okay. I'll have to check post, it out. Maybe. Damn. It's a good trilogy. Still, still surprised that like, you should just have like a blunted swords or something. Just they look the part but aren't actually sharp. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, if you're Melissa Stein there, you're just like, oh, I hope everything's going okay. All right. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. oh okay. <laughs> I'm cute. <laughs> well, didn't she turn evil, though? Like, you know, Katrina Steiner there? No, actually, that's Melissa. Okay, that was Melissa. That's right. She turned to a, yeah, Melissa. Stanner. She turned into um, something unpleasant. Yeah, very unpleasant for life. Yeah, Let's life. leave it at that. Uh, yeah, if okay. you're interested to find out what the unpleasantness was at the end of Melissa Stanner's life, go ahead and read the Battletech novels. They're really freaking good. Mm -hmm. yep. But okay, we're okay. we're all talking about a Micro Five DLC. Enough lore. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, 
Anyway, there's a whole lot. How do we dive into this best? Um, let's just go through the feature lens. Obviously, the title feature is a new epic linear campaign. Fight in battles set during the famous Inner Sphere conflict and experience first hand the front line of the fourth succession war. With 14 new campaign missions featuring unique mechanics, offered missions, custom dialogue, and cinematics. Super cool. Or succession yeah, war. That's interesting, though. Why? Why? Why would they do that? It's it's the lowest hanging fruit. It's the conflict yeah. that most BattleTech fans are by far the most familiar with. True, true. It's yeah. Very iconic. You have all the major factions involved. Uh, in this case, you can play with uh, the Federated Commonwealth, which was already happening on the career mode map. So now there's a reason why suddenly Stein and Devian cease to exist and you have this new faction popping up. Makes a lot of sense to pick this conflict, actually. True, yeah, true. a big question in my head is sort of wondering like um, how this actually plays out. Is it a separate menu option at the beginning where you just select, you know, start this linear campaign and it's all very controlled and regulated that you're like a new character even or something. And, uh, you know, it's all just a linear experience. You, you're put into XYZ mechs. You don't have to bother with all the uh, kitting your mechs out and this, that and the other. You can very much control what's you know going into the the battles and stuff and it's all you know very much secluded away or is it something that happens if you go late enough in the timeline in the sandbox campaign and you you just have to go to the right node to start off the the chain of events that's interesting though because i know there's a lot of mods uh for mech warrior uh where they have like clan weaponry and stuff like that so i i, I you know for a person that's actually already passed this and been playing that um, is it going to be that they're, can they use their clan stuff? Can they use their mods that they have? All Let's depends think. on how they yeah. implement it. As Spider said, yes. like, you have multiple options there. I'm, I would expect that to be playable even in your sandbox career mode game. Uh, big question is, it's probably going to be storyline that pops up like the uh, Hero Max storylines we've mm -hmm. had in the past DLC. Yeah. Main question is, are you going to be able to take your own Max into this? Or are these actual linear campaign missions where we have a set lens that you're going to have to deal with? I hope it's not like that because uh, it doesn't put you into um, like playing the game. Like as far as like uh, um, ambiance like of it. it's like, okay, here's your guys and that's it. Go, go, go battle it out. It's like, well, I want to play my own guys that I have, um, I have an invested interest in that I spent, you know, you know, weeks playing. I have all these different mechs and everything, so I hope it's not like that. I hope it's not a yeah. not, they just pop you so, in there. I, I'm actually um I'm kind of um, more positive on the side of just you being somebody else for a change because the title it's called Legend of the Kestrel Lancers. Kestrel Lancers, that sounds like an actual military unit, probably of like Davian's side. Yeah. And yeah, it being your legend, so to speak, sounds like you're actually being part of the military. You're not just a hired mercenary. That might be so, it, yeah. Yeah, true, true. So yeah, the title also puts me in the issues that it might actually be you're playing someone else rather than your own work unit. I could, however, also see uh, you being hired to fight alongside the Kestrel Lancers, and that's how they justify it. Yeah. Could be, yeah. Because you're, you're going to be fighting with a lot of um, friendly mechs and friendly units on the battlefield, which is probably the most exciting thing about this whole thing uh, with the All Out War, the next feature set while we're there. Um, all that war scenarios with large scale expansive combat and seven new quest lines, ten new battle scenarios throughout the inner sphere. And if you guys remember me from earlier when we talked about the hero mech quest lines, my by far favorite mission was the final king crab mission. 
mm-hmm. where you just had combat on battalion scale rather than just your usual dance or company scale. Yeah, yeah. And it felt amazing to play. And this is exactly what I wanted. So that's the main reason I'm super excited for these uh, all out war scenarios. I have super high hopes for those. Yeah, with yeah. Uh, five new types of mission Scorch Earth, Objective Parade, Target Kill, Guard Duty, and Battlefield. So. Yeah, I'm 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 excited about. It. Don't get me wrong, I'm excited about it. I'm just curious about how they're gonna pop you in there. You know, and, the, the, you the know, way bro. that they list these is two separate things. Just there's a, an epic linear campaign, and then oh by the way, there's also these scenarios. You know, campaign is a certain word, and then scenarios. Like scenario is sort of the you know the quest lines you have in the open world experience, mm-hmm. and yeah. campaign could very well be uh, an offshoot of the campaign, a different. Uh, separate experience that's that's at least the um, implication i get but yeah i very much so at least that this whole this new linear campaign and the new scenarios will include these big a lot more of these big battle scenarios yeah and we're obviously gonna talk about it maybe next week depending on how much we get to play maybe in two weeks but once the dlc releases we're gonna tell you all about how awesome or underwhelming it is Let's, let's hope it's not the latter this time around. Yeah, true. true. But yeah, uh, moving on, um, we have the new uh, procedural mission variants. Uh, yeah, Battlefield is kind of what I'm hoping might be one of those larger scale uh, combats for procedural missions. So we have that outside of the uh, 10 battle scenarios in the campaign. Make a city urban combat. I saw the trailer and I just started squeaking and giggling. Uh, let me actually open it up in the Micro 5 trailer here if it loads. Back more, back more. There it is. There, there we go. It doesn't really look like a. I mean, it looks like a couple buildings, and that's about it, really. It doesn't really look like a. You know, it, it's how, sort of, houses and stuff it, like that, and businesses all around. It looks like yeah. a regular city, just it's, uh, it's nighttime. Yeah. yeah. At least when looking down like this. And. The reason why, why I'm so giddy about this is it, it's the Macquarie 4 city complex. And that's one thing that I was completely missing in both Macquarie 5 and the HBS Battletech. Like those just giant cities with super narrow streets and super limited field of views. Obviously, this screenshot makes this look really open. I yeah. hope there are also settings where it's like the actual Macquarie 4 city where you just where you can't shoot around the corner and all those good things. Yeah, I, I have high hopes for this. I remember Macquarie 4 taking light, Mac jumping up on those buildings where you needed multiple steps to actually get up on the taller ones and then just harassing people from up there. Yay, good times. A lot of those buildings, though, do look quite just um, tall, that they're just, you know, sort of basically big cliffs. Yeah. Uh, you need a lot of JJs to get yes. on top of them. Yeah. That's, that's also why I'm hoping that they're not this far spaced apart uh, in other parts of the map. Because uh, when they're this far spaced apart, you're probably not going to climb them one by one i mean the old cities or the old uh the regular game basically with mechware 5 uh the, the buildings are beautiful they have beautiful vines and billboards and you know furniture and stuff like that and i don't see that here i don't see um furniture yeah they have furniture like if you, if you actually use your controller and, and and go around free mode you know basically use your controller go around free mode you can actually see what they have furniture on, on the patios and everything it's actually pretty cool oh, on, on on patios okay I was yeah like... 
Well, not inside the building, not inside. Buildings. They don't have furniture. Well, inside. not inside the building, but on the outside, and um, and I don't see that here. So I, I'm kind of the, the level of detail is not yeah. too bad. Like you can see yeah. little bollards all over the place with the lights, uh, some uh, what was it, um, uh, things blocking the streets. Yeah, little yeah. cars and things. Like the level of detail is not too bad. I don't think because I don't see that um, here though. My primary concern or thing to mention, at least with the city fights, is just in regards to play styles. Um, what is the average kind of ranges and how will the average engagements play out when you're doing a city fight? Just in the sense, um, for MechWarrior 5, I always sort of like taking a lance with a lot of long-range weapons. If you have a whole bunch of PPCs, you can sort of move from hill to hill and snipe everything to death from extreme range and be very cautious with your armor. But um, a city fight like this, you know, um, vehicles can very, very quickly come around a corner and, you know, instantly unleash their alpha salvos against you, yeah. at least on the higher difficulties. Yeah. And that that would be just very aggravating. And um, if you're kitted out for long range, at least like my lances were, you'll, you'll still shoot them down quite quickly, but it's just, you know, you'll have a shorter time before they're right on top yeah. of you. To be fair, city fights are supposed to be brutal. So I'm, yes. I'm actually yes. hoping they're going to be a bit more brutal. And maybe PGI even did some balancing and adjusted the number of enemies, so we actually have a difficulty adjustment. But I'm not putting my hopes up too high on that one. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want to be bled dry by a new map that I paid, you know, map I, I paid money yeah. for. Yeah, yeah. And then you go back and have to disable the DLC because the maps are just so annoying to you. Yeah. <laughs> so only I will tell. There's a yeah. whole bunch of uh, different. Uh, uh, new biomes, of course, not just the mega city urban combat. Uh, yeah. Was it jungle, storm mm -hmm. desert biomes, uh, yeah. and the new garrisons? Well, at least that are being used in the tile sets. Yeah, and the new Mac Factory featured Microfire's first indoor play space. I don't think we are seeing that in the trailer anywhere. We're definitely seeing this very cinematic and beautiful. That's probably the jungle. Here. Yeah. That's gonna be the jungle. Yeah, I, I just love the setting. Yeah, it looks good actually. Yeah, and then this kind of looks like it could be terminating. Oh, there's a Dream bit of light, the yeah. uh, Mac Factory. Yeah, yeah, okay. I thought yeah. there was a bit of it. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't but, look too yeah. bad. Oh, as well, as... sadly, this trailer is a it's a decent marketing trailer, but it's not a good feature showcase. Uh, we're probably gonna get feature showcase by the time the DLC releases. What would hope? Yeah, I mean, you would hope. And if not, you're gonna get them on day one from your usual YouTubers. Yeah. Because this is yeah, yeah. You, I, I liked. I think what they did highlight Sean Lang to sort of explain the new DLC features and stuff, and they'll probably do that again if he gets his a chance um, to get his hands on the game early. Um, because yeah. The, the trailer's not bad. It is uh, quite well produced because we assume it's probably worked on by the uh, marketing uh, company, you know, with the EG7. Mm -hmm. um, but it is always focusing on just showing sort of the mechs in combat, a lot of just you know, running around and shooting each other. And whilst that's great to just sort of show off the game, you know, as its general concept, general concept this is, of course, I already know how the mechs run around and shoot. <laughs> this is yeah. the DLC. This is for people who are already sort of a bit familiar with the game. How many mechs were inside the mech bay? It can go back on that. Can you check and see how many mechs? Uh, were that's that? probably the mech factory where we oh, just okay. did a whole production yeah. line. I was getting giddy because it's like, oh look, a Union dropship. Finally, uh, if, if only <laughs> that would be a title feature of new DLC if we could get a yeah, true. dropship. True. Or dropship battles actual 
dropships on the map. Mm -hmm. Maybe at some point. I have yeah, try, still hopes. Turn the line. But yeah, yeah, the trailer, it looks really cool, but as all of the EG7 uh, partner trailers, it's very much uh, looks like it's featured towards play new players getting them in and actually paying money for the fancy new game and stuff and it's less about showcasing this particular dlc yeah and yeah we're getting yeah. a small teaser but for something we're gonna talk about in a second because this thing's just like um yeah the, the the first bullet point they have is this linear campaign and uh, we don't actually hear anything about the kestrel lancers you know it's the their legend um but I never we don't have any voiceover of someone uh, I'm, I'm just saying from the marketing standpoint you know you're, you're doing the legend of the kestrel lancers you should still have someone saying oh i i knew the kestrel lancers when i was a kid they did so much good stuff you know general generic trailer stuff um yeah. and you could see a little bit of how the campaign will actually play out just so it's like hey guys look there's a whole bunch of story stuff but no they're they're only selling you on uh, the mech combat well, we did see a glimpse of the holo table showing a dropship and a planet. Yay. You know, I, I just uh, checked for Kestrel Lancers. There's nothing in Sarna. There's nothing there. Yeah. So it's just a... They're, they're they're apparently, they're a unit that exists, but I also haven't heard of them before. They um, they have their own logo, which is a supposed to be a lance. People on Twitter are talking about it because it looks less like a lance and more like a magic wand. But apparently, they're a unit that actually exists. Really? No, actually, I, I can't find them, actually. That's, that's what I'm saying. They're, yeah, they're not on Sana, so as far as I'm concerned, they don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They're, they're not notable enough for even Sana. I know, I know. Um, there's a second series of Lancers, um, which are... Um, okay, nicknamed Kestrel Lancers. Okay. Okay, second series Lancers. Um, they're from... Uh, they're ex-SLD elf. Sorry, yeah, Alec Defense Force. Yeah, yeah, Force. Um... They were in the first Succession War, Fourth War, Third Thirty Nine Invasion Clan Civil War Jihad. So yeah, okay, they do exist. That's their nickname. Okay. Ah, uh, okay. Should have done more googling then. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, last point, just to finish off the DLC paid features: twenty new, twenty three new mech variants and patterns to collect and customize. I'm actually going to have to open up the page on the Micro 5 thing because I believe they have a list of the variants here. A um, couple more Royal Battalion mechs, like the uh, Starlink mechs, a couple more Advanced Tech mechs, um, but for the most part, nothing too exciting, in my opinion. Just a bit more variety to a game yeah. that needs a lot more variety. Yeah, yeah, true. And the in, insert the usual yeah, issues with whenever you add in more variants, there'll just be some variants will be strictly better and it'll be hard to yeah, find the, the exact ones you're looking for. Like, especially with the Starlink variants, obviously they're better than everything else. They have, they have double heat sinks and endosteel very often. But yeah, no new makes. I know some people are bummed out about that, but uh, I feel like a campaign or like some story, some good writing is what the game needs more than UMAX. And Definitely. hopefully yeah. the DLC can provide that. Um, one thing we haven't got into just in regards to the uh, 
new features is those game modes just speculating about what how each one sort of pans out like sure. um so what was it just going through the list we have scorched earth i'm assuming um you have to go around the map and destroy a whole bunch of buildings before the enemy arrive or something like that yeah we have to go quickly before they destroy buildings something like that objective raid sounds like you know the one where you just go and destroy buildings but you perhaps destroy more buildings uh targeted kill now i know there's um there's already like killer vip yeah uh this is just might be on a bigger scale or something now this one the next one is why i particularly wanted to bring this up uh, guard duty mm. <laughs> uh, are we getting an escort uh, a, a, an ai oh. you know protect an ai a uh, game mode that might be it, yeah. Or protect I, like I a. I don't think so. Well, I don't think they could probably do a good AI for uh I, I for like a vehicle. I'm thinking this is just a slightly different defense. Also, with yeah. all of these, I wonder if maybe these are the same kind of missions we already have, just set in the uh, Mega City Urban Combat. Or, or in the bigger, bigger scale. What it looks like. Because if you look at this, um, experience intense urban combat, blah blah blah. Featuring five new procedural mission variants. Like you could read yeah. this as these are missions exclusive to the urban city. So maybe they're just renamed. So when you get to a planet, um uh take a look at the missions, you can immediately tell, okay, those missions are urban combat. I don't like these, uh I'll skip them. Maybe yeah. it's just that. Yeah, hmm, it's just a bit be. confusing since they will effectively just be the same old missions you've done before. And you don't hmm. need to add extra you know, uh, nomenclature to the game. Like I forget, I um, um, when you're preparing for battle, uh, doesn't it sort of say the biome you're going into? Yes. Yeah, it does. Because yeah. really, if you're worried about uh, people not being sure you're going to urban combat, you just say biome, urban, and, you know, urban combat, and you'll be good to go. You don't need separate mission names. Well, uh, if you mouse over planets, um, I don't actually know if that's base game, but I know if it's a mod. Uh, but there's an option to see what missions you have on the planet. I believe base game shows you some information about what mission types you have, and then there's a mod that shows you the details when you mouse over. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to travel there to figure out, oh shit, everything's just open combat. Yeah. Um, to also reinforce your point, Ian, uh, when we go to the MW5 Mercs website, uh, they say three new biomes, and under Megacity, it's experience intense urban combat, blah, 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 uh, and new mission objectives. So yeah, again, it seems very much so that they're implying these are uh, specifically only for mega cities. Yeah. So let's hope they are actually adding something new and these aren't just renamed existing mission types. But hey. Yeah. Yeah, looks good though. I mean, all the screenshots are absolutely fantastic. Oh, they're the buildings. Okay, I see buildings now. Yeah, yeah I, I'm say I'm the Macro 5 Mercs page has come a really long way since mm -hmm. its humble beginnings. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, it did. I'm a bit mixed about having new mission types or objectives sort of only for mega cities, just in the sense if the scripting is better and have much better missions, then you kind of wish those, those new mission types were for all tile sets. Or alternatively, if they happen to script them not so well for mega cities, um, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're stuck just having worse game types on that tile set. So it's win some, lose some, but you don't know until we until it finally comes out. Yep.
doing a whole lot of speculation today and in less than a week we're gonna eat our words hopefully. yeah hopefully there'll be more info at some point released by pgi so people can make more informed decisions true true yeah again never pre-order wait at least for day one and check the first stream or so and then make an informed buy because i don't think there's any particular benefit to pre-ordering you might as no, well i wait don't even think day. you can pre-order um no nah, i tried double check the epic page i i well, the epic page probably not but yeah you can put it on your wish list but there's no pre-order yeah which i actually like i yeah especially since it's only a week it wouldn't make sense to put on a pre-order and potentially offend people and deal with all of that all oh that i'm disappointed backlash. i want a refund yeah true uh, yeah. true Much good good choice better. pgi good choice yeah how would you think it's gonna be though uh the new dlc i think it's gonna be great no uh, um no how much money oh uh, 20 bucks like last 20 one. bucks yeah that's same the same amount as last time yeah yeah 2024 you know around there i think uh, looking at the features that it looks kind of similar in size to the last dlc um on some fronts it's a bit smaller on other fronts it's significantly larger like the new biomes and stuff mm -hmm. um i wouldn't expect them to uh vary prices a whole lot I think it's always good for the customer when um, you have a base game price and then you have a DLC price and all your DLCs are roughly the same size and roughly the same price. Yeah. Um, now, here's a little bit my thought process. I feel like um, the extra gear was kind of nice in the last expansion set, but um, I personally, of course, much prefer the uh, the idea of sort of having a campaign, something much more you want to give you a reason to come back and experience something fresh mm -hmm. rather than hoping to find just the right mech variant to have the right equipment. Um, and if of course the story content is really good that yeah that's a really that's a really good dlc much more valuable to me than uh, having the option for chem lasers <laughs> the only thing is of course is it's macquarie 5 and we've seen how their storytelling has been in the past so it's a big question of you know with all this extra time and effort and, and whatnot put into it how what have they learned since last time with them with regards to storytelling yes yeah and that's probably the main reason why, even if they had a pre-order, you shouldn't do it. Wait for day one streams and check out like at least the intro to the campaign and see how terrible or not terrible the writing is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, okay. you know, we'll, well see. Let's, uh, let's dive, dive in. Over the... yeah. about... no, let's dive into what you're talking about. Yeah. Free, free game update. Yeah. Free game update. Um... New features to the base game. Um, if you don't buy the DLC, you're still going to get these new features. And uh, I mean, this is kind of boring. Let's skip to the most exciting features. Mech switching. Oh, really can't. You can switch to your AI controlled mechs now, which is such a big deal. Uh, if your AI gets stuck, you can switch in to get them out. If your AI is doing dumb stuff, you can go into their mech and have them out. You can use one of your AI mechs to scout ahead and then switch back to your actual battle mech and do the combat. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you're close to dying, you can switch to an AI mech and keep alive that way. Really cool feature. Yeah, that's, I'm that, very much excited. I'm impressed with that too, actually. That's really cool. Um, as far as melee combat, though, um, someone did ask me, one of me, going to put the question out there. It's for the AI for the melee combat. What um, is, are they actually going to have an AI where it actually shoots um, and then once he either overheats or too close, he's going to go ahead and, and just automatically punch somebody? Or how's AI is going to work? What? Oh, I was just 
I had a plan. I wanted to completely ignore this and make people no. mad and upset no. when they see the episode. But fine, let's talk about melee combat. Yes, let's talk about it. Uh, melee combat. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Bite your phone with your mouth. Hold on. It's a big no, 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 no. Let Lee in go. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a big selling point of feature. If you look at a trailer, it's a really big thing. If you look on Twitter and all the platforms, melee combat is probably the boss talked about. Mm -hmm. um, just to real quick give you an impression how it's going to work. Um, you're going to have a quote-unquote weapon system. I assume you can equip that in your mech, and I assume there are going to be different versions of the weapon system that increase or lower your damage for more weight, potentially. And uh, once you're in mission, you have a weapon system that has a really, really short range. In the PS5 trailer, we saw uh, seven meter range for that. And you just click it and you make dusty animation. And if an enemy is within seven meters, you're gonna punch them. You froze. But yeah. Um the only question I have is just AI and how the AI is gonna respond as far as how close and well, what weapons it uses and all that kind of stuff. Are they gonna do a good job on AI scripting for that? Um I mean I like the idea, I think it's pretty cool, but can you land your punches and nuts or you know, is um, can you have a bunch of locusts just go up to an atlas and atlas can't do anything except for probably kick? But I'm uh, actually yeah. gonna go a, go a tiny bit further. Mm -hmm. Will the AI even melee? Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. I wouldn't guarantee that. So AI or how it yeah. would like I, melee I hadn't or... noticed mm -hmm. the the fact it's a weapon system, and that of course, yeah. Um, um, in the trailer, where is it that it shows it's a weapon system? Like where do you uh, the PlayStation 5 announcement trailer. That's where we got the... Uh, I don't know if we talked about it last episode, but uh, the melee was kind of spoiled because the MacWare 5 release trailer on PlayStation 5 had a teaser of, uh, like, light hand, pew pew, 7 yeah. meter range. Um, hmm. I closed the tab, I'm sorry. But uh, you can go back and check on that. Um, I know Sean from NGNG did a yeah. video yeah. on that. And... Yeah, they did spoil it by accident. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so let's... Independent right, um, from AI and stuff, Bida, go ahead first. All right, so what I'm thinking is, yeah, if it's very much treated as a weapon system, it's um, something you have to actually equip in the mech lab, there might be a slot or something associated with it, you have to find the right equipment to actually melee. Uh, in regards to AI, um, they will only melee if they actually have the weapon system equipped. And the question is just how many mechs on average will actually be equipped with melee? Like in some sense, I don't think it makes much sense for Jaeger mechs or things like um, mm. locusts mm. or whatnot to have melee equipped. Uh, I don't think even PGI would have the animation for it or something. So it's any, only those probably that can actually throw a, a fist and that look kind of reasonable doing it will yeah. probably only have a chance of having these equipped. That's a really good question. I could totally see them um, doing not just uh, arm actuators like punches, but also um, putting in like a shoulder check or a kick potentially. But from yeah. the macro, what we saw in the trailer, we just saw the hands. So no idea what else we're going to get. Probably just like, the hands. All, all I've seen is the hand thrust because yeah. basically in all effects, to all intents and purposes, it kind of feels like in Call of Duty when you press the melee button, you quickly yeah. just lunge out with the knife. Uh, it's yeah, just in this case, you'd quickly lunge out and hit hit them with the fist. And I have a feeling like that is how it will pan out in gameplay. Just up close, you can probably just spam the melee button and go bonk, 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 and they'll die. Um, yeah. And 
who knows if PGI will actually uh, test this and balance it properly. But um, my feeling is probably that most AIs will still just try to shoot at you. And that if you equip too many with melee, they will just bum rush the player and just bum, 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 possibly kill you, which would be incredibly silly. <laughs> yes, because that's an important thing about the Backrow 5 AI. They're always trying to get into the range of the shortest range weapon they have. Mm -hmm. So if you give them a small laser, they're going to try to get within 90 meters, even if most of their weapons are LRMs, like the awesome 8R. Yeah, yeah. It's just going to go uh -huh. melee range and not fire its missiles. If you give them a weapon that has 7 meter range, I really hope they fix that particular issue and the AI is not just going to go within 7 meters all the time. Mm, true. Yeah. I mean, personally, my interpretation of it just being like the knife in Call of Duty is just sort of... I don't particularly care for the knife in Call of Duty. The reason why it's implemented in those games is just that uh, close combat, like point blank combat with uh, shooters is just really awkward. And the reason why the knife is a one hit kill is it's, it's to get that over with, to get that state done. And um, it, it, it's just a way to try and tidy up situations and make it so that you're not stuck there just awkwardly reloading and spraying bullets at someone at point blank range. Um, but uh, whilst mech combat looks really cool and uh, like Hairbrain Schemes Battletech, because you can have really good animations and the opponent, yeah. you know, reels and recoil, like it really feels like there's two big giant mechs hitting each other and you could properly balance, you know, you're spending your whole turn doing melee. Um, but in MechWarrior 5, everything is done live and it's all done first person. And so you just got, you're just going to have this kind of awkward jab and you just hit the enemy and their health box will just be a yeah. little bit more. You're just going to keep punching them in the CT until they die or whatever. It's just, I, I don't particularly care for the concept. Yeah, they they um, got to make yeah. it good. They got to make the animation good to make it um, sellable, basically, as far as um, as far as people liking it. I just hope it's well, not like the infantry, where like it was like, yeah, infantry, and then it's so underwhelming. You're like, I'm just going to take those infantry out. They do nothing, you know, that yeah. type of thing. Yeah, let me dive into some of the concerns I have because uh, I fully expect this feature to be like infantry. Um, Going back a couple of years, and by couple of years, I mean basically a decade, MechWarrior 5 is not the first game that had melee combat in the MechWarrior series. You mm -hmm. had MechWarrior 4 Mercenaries MechPack, which came with the battle armor, which like elementals and the infant, uh, the inner sphere equivalent of that. And they had a weapon system called Claw, which is exactly what we're seeing in MechWarrior 5. It was a, a five or 10 meter range weapon they would just press the button, you got an animation, and you did damage at 7 meter. And playing that, I'm very much afraid that MacWare 5 is going to feel super underwhelming to people getting their hopes up super high. Because 7 meter range, you need to keep that in mind. If you play a MacWare Online or MacWare 5, even the 90 meters for a small laser kind of feels like melee range. 7 meter means you really need to stand on top of the enemy to be within that kind of range. And I wonder if people are just going to feel frustrated rather than satisfied because they punch stuff, they think they're in melee range. Like if, if you look out the cockpit, there's a mech wide in front of you, but you're at 10 meter range. You punch and you miss and you can't hit it. And then you walk into them and you click and the animation takes half a second before it applies damage by the time that mech twists their torso slightly and you're out of range. And that's the main thing I'm concerned about with melee combat. Uh, yeah. I we don't know how good their playtesting is. We don't know how satisfying this thing is going to feel. And I'm very much afraid it's going to be an underwhelming feature. Also keep in mind, we don't have charges. We probably don't have kicks. And like charging in Battletech is 
the most efficient or maybe not efficient but the most effective kind of melee just charge at an enemy do massive amounts of damage at the price of damaging yourself and knock him down that's that's not something you can implement with this system because a charge depends on your speed depends on your how far you run and stuff like that and even if you charge at an enemy and press the button it's still just going to be normal punch and your speed doesn't matter yeah I think um, part of the thing is uh, as well just how you plan to actually uh, in do your engagements. Say for the sake of argument, you know, I'm like um, one of the, the PPC awesome. For the most part, I'm planning everything to be around just PPCing things at range. And that's my entire game plan. There's just going to be swarms of enemies coming at me and I'm going to swap them down with my PPCs from a safe distance. What? does the small laser in the head of the awesome actually add to my gameplay well it gives me a backup weapon but i'm not always happy when i'm actually using the small laser i'm just like someone got close enough please just go away i want to ppc things at range um and the same sort of goes for me at oftentimes with how you, know, you could take a brawler with srms but getting close to the enemy means all of them could shoot you and you have to get really close to the enemy to use melee I'm just, I don't really like building my battle plans around throwing myself into the middle of the enemy force with how many enemies there are in this game. I always want to have at least options for longer range. And and if I, it, you know, even if I have the option with this awesome to punch something, it, it's it's just more of a backup weapon, something just like, uh, 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 go away. <laughs> then I'm, I'm not really building a battle plan around it. I'm not going to yeah. make a melee mech. Your comparison to Call of Duty, I think, is actually really fitting. I think that's very similar how you're going to use the melee in Mac 5 effectively, yeah. just as a, oh, fuck, they got close, uh, might as well punch them and hope yeah. it kills them. One and... thing as well, um, because it's a punch rather than, like, a kick or something, is... Um... Let you know. I'm 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 taking a mech with lots of ammo. I run out of ammo. Oh, it'd be great. I at least have something to back up. I can punch enemies to death. You know, I uh, I can feel desperate. But the thing is, it's always stuck in the arm. Your ability to punch is tied to the arms, and the mm -hmm. arms are what falls off first. So, um, melee, even if you want to rely on it, is some is quickly you know is one of the parts that you quickly lose. So you're taking a mm -hmm. risky playstyle where your ability to fight, you know, you're you're building all around this playstyle, and it it just gets shot off first. Yeah. Reminds me of the mask though, which I've been running so much. Kind of the same playstyle. Mm. I yeah. hope they have the uh, the hatchet, man. That's. I hope they pop that in sometime with a hatchet with melee combat. I think I'll like that a little bit better, or be more um more excited about melee basically. Because punching is cool, don't yeah. be wrong. But I mean, the, I, the thrill of having a hatchet, you know, blow through the head. It just. I could totally see them adding weapons. Yeah. Uh, with yeah. the actuators most likely being a slot in your arm anyway. Yeah. I don't see a reason why they couldn't add weapons. Besides, of course, uh, it's going to be expensive to do all of those animations for yeah. all the mechs and yeah. all the weapons. And that's going to scale up real fast. Yeah. In my head, um, I'm, not, I'm, I'm just not really sure how melee really fits into how the, the MechWarrior 5 combat works. It, I almost feel like you have to press a button that switches to melee mode, where you and basically, you know, the game suddenly turns into chivalry. <laughs> or <laughs> or about, uh, all those melee combat games, where all of a sudden the whole control set play, switches up, so that, you know, if you sweep your aim from left to right on this and that, you'll actually, you know, swing a fist just the right direction and stuff. So all of a sudden, like, you're just entering melee mode, and then you can actually charge them, kick them down, and do a whole bunch of a whole combination of melee moves and that would be 
that at least to me that way you can you can sort of mix and match the two different play styles and it could be a really interesting sort of you're you're firing at the enemy at a distance and they get close enough and you're like and you're just like you know right gloves off and then you just charge in and smash them that would feel really cathartic but i have a feeling a lot of people want to have the ability to shoot and melee at the same time but that's just so many buttons to uh figure out and two different play styles you want to incorporate well, also, too, like you're looking at, if you watch the streamers, um, like out there doing MechWarrior 5, you're looking at, I mean, generally, everybody takes BPCs, everybody takes large lasers or like whatever, and they just mount, you know, a crap ton of stuff on them. And then the whole new playstyle now is you're going to have some type of, uh, you know, actuator arm to punch with or something like that. They're just not going to be happy with the new type of playstyles. They're going to be kind, kind of forced to do a little bit, but I mean, you're, you know, you're still going to have like... I watch so many people that every every gun and every mech is a PPC, and that's all they do yep. is PPC people in the head, and they got it triggered just exactly right or something like that. So they're gonna be forced to do do some type of um, <clears throat> alternative type play styles, and it's gonna be interesting to watch. It's gonna be interesting to see I, what people do. I quite disagree with that. I no, everybody don't takes PPCs. Be, I don't think they're gonna be forced to switch up. Like that's the main thing. I don't think this is gonna be a main playstyle, and I think that's why a lot of people are gonna be disappointed because I see so many expectations being built up on all the usual platforms, and I don't think PGI has probably managed expectations here. Like they haven't come out and say it's just gonna be punches, no kicks, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It's all up to speculations. People are putting an image in their head, like, okay, I'm gonna ditch weapons. I'm gonna take a mask. I'm gonna take a ninja mask, basically. Small laser charger yeah. with the giant mask, and punching is all I'm gonna do. And I'm ninety-five percent. I'm not saying not how you're gonna be able to play that mech. I'm not saying they're gonna you know be forced to. Well, okay, okay. Let me rephrase that. Not forced to actually do that, but it's just different type of playstyles they're not used to, basically. As far as they're not yeah. gonna. You, know, I, I, yeah. I, you can't specialize in it, but yeah. obviously, if you're streaming MechWarrior Five, you might as well show off the new content. They're yeah. definitely gonna yeah. take a, a mech that has short range stuff and try and show people off the melee. But yeah, every as you just sort of alluded to, Bob, as well. Just like most play, most playstyles you see when people are streaming, it's large lasers, it's PPCs, it's holding the swarm at bay yeah. rather than charging into its midst. Yeah. And so they'll experiment and show off the melee a bit, but they're going to pay a lot of it out of their wallets to show off that gameplay feature. Yeah, true, yeah. true. Very much. Speaking as someone who's been using mass SRMs for the last campaign, it is expensive to play like that. It's... You're going to have a lot of repair costs. Yeah, true. And yeah, I just want to reiterate, I'm being very negative to Melee Combat Macro 5 pre-release, uh, even though I haven't seen it yet. And that's primarily because i do want to kind of balance out the expectations there that makes sense yeah, so makes many sense. high expectations and i think so many people are just going to be disappointed and i think it's really important in these next uh three four five days until release to maybe tune down the expectations a tiny bit it's not gonna be what you're dreaming about even if pgi had all the money and time of in the world it's probably not gonna be what you're dreaming about just Take you it make slower and see what actually is gonna be released. You make a perfect point because, like you know, with the infantry, I was pissed it didn't come out like with the DLC, but I was expecting you know infantry to be inside buildings with SRM twos and you know set up traps and you know that kind of stuff. I was like, yeah, this would be cool. And once it came out, I'm like, 
on you know click no infantry now it's like infantry useless basically they're just little eye candy i'm, I'm like but i expected so much from infantry because i use infantry in rcd teams like in, in battletech in the board game so much yeah i do all this kind of stuff i set up traps i set up like you know like uh, teams and buildings you know opposite sides so they come by it and they shoot from both sides like all that kind of stuff i do that but yeah yeah i mean like infantry it's just a big letdown, big letdown. I hope, I yeah. hope melee combat's not going to be like that. I really do. I really do. I think, yeah, we should just tamper expectations. Yeah. My feeling yeah. is just like, you know, it's a new type of like, almost like a small laser, but it's going to look way cooler using it just because the small laser is so piddly. Yeah. 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 More it, difficult it, to use, but more satisfying to use. I'm, yeah. I'm, maybe I'm on the fence. you're in the cockpit, it's first person. Who knows? Maybe you don't even see the animation because it's off to the side and bottom of your cockpit. So in okay. the trailer, yeah, it does depend on the geometry of mech. In the trailer, when they're showing off melee, they do show a jab from uh, the cockpit of a battlemaster, and you, you're at least when they're playing it, the the the, the mech's cockpit actually sort of swings downwards, so and, but your vision remains on the point where you clicked. So it you know it does have a visceral feel as your mech sort of punches the enemy. We'll see. We'll see what happens when you know when it comes out. And then, I um, think. Uh... Final thing we should talk about with the whole update and DLC and speaking of expectation management, we've gotten this whole thing one week before release. I, I wanted I... to touch on uh, switching yeah. at some point. Oh, okay. Switching. Go. Yeah. Fine. All right. Yeah. So really quick. Yeah. Switching. Yeah. You can totally get your AI companions out though. My biggest problem with the AI wasn't getting stuck. It was just the commands would glitch. And so, you know, I told them to move to a spot and then um, I couldn't issue any more commands. So even if I took control of one of them, I'm still only sending one mech off to a suicide mission. <laughs> um, and that was what ruined so many missions for me. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, I, I do like the idea that, you know, you could have more of a mixed lance and you're not just, if you're if you're taking the brawler, you're not just stuck sitting there watching your AIs flounder around and keep losing locks with the LRMs. It's like, mm -hmm. come on, just <laughs> not that hard. Um, I wonder how far it really goes to... Um, like you, you can do so much more micromanagement now as a benefit that uh, if one of your AI are, you know, really screwing over one of your mechs, you could take control and make sure that you're protecting that, that weapon arm on the Panther or something like that. You can, uh, silly AI, I'll, I'll babysit this mech for you. But um, otherwise, it's, yeah, it's just, um, uh, I wonder as well, because this is going to play in the campaign, like um, with the big battles, um, and particularly if you're just a regular soldier, it would be interesting if you could just switch from, you know, to any mech on the battlefield. It would almost feel like, um, oh, what was it? There's like Battlefield 2042 or something like that. There was one where you could actually hot swap between any soldier on the battlefield in single player match. And mm. that was really kind of cool. Just sort of, you know, you could scout out the, the battlefield in a light mech and, you know, they would send in the initial assault wave and you would switch to like a heavy mech. Or something like that, you know, and you you'd give the enemy a first punch, and then oh, all right, the enemy are still, you know, they're not suffered up and up. Send in the the assaults, mm -hmm. and you switch to the assault mech, a king crab, a fresh king crab, and that would just give you a way to do several waves against the enemy and a lot of mech fighting without always worrying so much about oh no, my weapon system's vulnerable. I have to be really careful now. Oh, they're draining me of funds. Oh, oh, I'm being you know being swatted at by so many little flies, and all of these will hurt my bank account. Well, no, in, in single player. In the single player campaign where you're just a soldier, 
you don't have to worry about any of that. I really like the idea, at least if it panned out that way. Yeah, it's yeah. a cool idea. I like it too. It's not bad. I could, I could totally see that being provided as a mod. Like the description reads very much that uh, AI controlled lens max, like your lens max. But yeah, you're right. Would be fun. One question that I have with the Mac switching is uh, when you're switching a different Mac, there's probably going to be AI taking over your original Mac. And then how are lens commands going to work with that? Say you're in your main Ooh, Mac yeah. and you tell <clears> people <throat> position here. And then obviously your free AI Macs going to that place and your player controlled Mac is obviously independent because it's a player controlled Mac. Then you switch over to one of the AI Macs. Will the AI that takes over your original Mac then follow the command you gave earlier? Or will you have to reiterate that same command again every time you switch? That's a good question, actually. That might be one of those tiny things that are just going to bug the evolving hell out of me. And does he yeah. use your skill set or the skill set of whoever you took over? Does it switch him or, or whatever, basically, right? That's going to take the uh, off-command amazing. Okay. okay. Play yeah. I'm 90% certain about that. Yeah. That, that's a good question, actually. That's a really good question. Because you're not, yeah. you're not, you're not holding the combat and switching pilots. You're just. Well, no, I know. I'm, but... I'm a different pilot now. Yeah. So yeah, you're, you're, yeah, it's an interesting prospect because um, um, both ways would be useful in some respects. Like, um, if you have a long-range sniper and the rest are brawlers, you could leave. You 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 control the sniper, put it on the hill, order all the brawlers to move forward, and then join the brawlers. And the sniper is still on the hill, providing covering fire. Um, that would be useful, but. Um, Sometimes you might just you switch over and then your your controlled mech will just run across the battlefield and draw aggro from hordes of enemies. <laughs> um, but you're you're also at least not leaving a straggler, uh, and you're you're not getting all confused with how what each individual what each individual mech has its own individual orders. It might be simpler to have all mechs just follow the latest order. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be in there, but hopefully they have uh, a. Um... A um, AI um, level controller, as far as uh, um, like making elite, you know, like advanced and you know normal type modes. Because you know, like I'm finding that I'm just blowing through all these guys with with no problem at all. As soon as they hit a certain uh, a certain control point, like a certain, you know, if I get like 65 ton max, I just blow through everything. Just, just it's it's not a fun anymore. Basically, it's not hard enough. And I hope they they have some type of uh, um level scaler. So that you could switch it up to make it harder. They have they're better pilots or whatever, basically. I just well, have to do that. That kind of feature would be announced. And... <clears throat> I know, but still, um, um please, please yeah, make it harder. I would <laughs> totally like to see some kind of difficulty adjustments. Yeah. And that, yeah. Though again, that comes back to discussion we've had so many different times. A higher difficulty per mech, less enemies. That would be the balance that yeah. I would like. Yeah. And that's just difficult to implement. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, let's wrap up uh, MechWarrior Five. You were saying about um, it being released what, uh, the the announcement one week before its actual yeah. launch yeah. date. Yeah. So, bit of backstory. We on the First Circuit podcast have always said to PGI, there are two ways to handle um, expectations. The one is to be super transparent from the very beginning. We've seen that being employed by HBS uh, with their BattleTech game very successfully. Or you go the Norman Skyward and just say nothing, and at some point you just do up the update and the change log and everything on the day. And PGI has always been a bit of, yeah, we're announcing stuff, but we're not really telling you anything. 
and we're seeing it here it's still kind of how they go but at least this time it's only a single week for us to be confused and get wrong images and such and yeah i'm i know i like this a lot more than what they did before but i'd like to hear your guys opinion about that um yeah i'm <clears throat> very much in uh in in agreement it's much better to just launch it one week ahead like uh the thing with like melee is it, it's not even like they're doing a huge hype up about it it's you know lower on the list it's at the end of the videos uh, it's just the community itself really loves the idea of melee uh, but what they're doing themselves it, it's not like you know russ has mentioned one month ago or two months ago oh yeah we're, we're implementing melee it's going to be great everyone's going to enjoy melee and you know people just build this hype train that's been rolling for a month and then melee comes out and it's like oh it's it's just it's an extra weapon and it's like a, it's just a backup weapon oh, what was all this for but no it, it's just they mention it's there and people hype themselves up and well at that point you only have yourself to blame yeah um, and at least this way they only have one week to hype themselves up rather than multiple years i think yes. it's a better idea that they did this uh for one week because you don't have the you know everyone going crazy and uh you know just like i said two weeks beforehand they have so much expectations and when it comes out you're like just like infantry, like for me, <clears throat> expecting so much and just turned out to be caca. Uh, turned out to be crap, basically. So, so I I think it's good they're doing this. Like Nomad Sky, they have a different model because a their game sucked when it first came out, and then it just got better and better and better. But yeah, they do drop like the next day. Basically, he like says, "Okay, it's out. Here, here's a new patch," and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" You know, and so they jump on and go play the game and do their kind of stuff. And and I I like that. And I like what they're doing now as far as like a week before. Um, yeah. And it was hush hush. I didn't hear nothing about this. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and yeah. I, I talked really to a lot of people sure. and I hear nothing. And um, uh, congrats to everybody, man. Chris and everybody, man. They didn't say nothing about this. And I'm happy. That's cool. Zip. Yeah. Zip, zippity doo da. But I'm, I'm actually going to go one step further and say drop this trailer, the teaser trailer, one week in advance and announce the actual patch content on the day. Yeah. Yeah, I'd definitely. honestly love to see that just to see what the community reaction to this would be. And that way you completely avoid building any kind of false expectations. You're just like, oh, by the way, in one week, you're going to get something really fancy. And you see this trailer, fourth taxation bar. Oh my God, I'm excited. Yeah. And most importantly, you get a date so you can block your calendar, maybe take a day off if that's something you want to do. Yeah, because yeah, definitely. you need to know in advance for that kind of stuff. Otherwise, fans are going to be disappointed. Hey, by the way, new stuff dropping today. Oh god damn it, people! I'm on a business trip for the next four days and can't play it. Why didn't you tell me last week? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you need to know earlier. But yeah, I, I, I fully agree. That would be um because yeah, just even with this announcement, uh, it dropping just sort of gave a you know kind of oh interesting. What's all this stuff? You know, I, I was I was actually interested to hear what's been going on because I've been in the dark for so long. But uh, it would be so much more impactful for me if I was like oh there's something around the corner and then bam it's right. Yep, this is all the features and you can get it like now. That would be yeah. say, oh yeah, rather than be sort of, you know, I have to simmer on it for a week. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, true. yeah, because we're totally seeing the things on random stuff where people are just building up the hype, and it's only a week. It's way better than what I did with the last DLC, but I think there's room for improvement, PGI. And seeing how awesome your job was at keeping this quiet, I think you can do it. I think you should try it with the next DLC. Just drop it. Just drop it. Don't really tell us, just drop it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. But I mean, come on, you know, we're we're kind of upset about the Comstar, you know, thing on terror with the wedding. 
you know that kind of thing. <laughs> no, you that know. was just. I mean, come movie. on, come on, Lord Nerds Unite, come on, man. What are we upset about? Oh, it was on. It was on Comstar with Battle Max in, in the uh, in the throne room. I just saw uh, nitpicking. Like, uh, yeah, hey. yeah, we're nitpicking. <laughs> it's just a cool picture, Bob. I know yeah. it's a cool picture. It's not lore specific, damn it. <clears throat> I, I mean, the, the, the thing is, just my feelings is that you know that it, it's a really cool image, and that's why they put a whole trailer to it, and yeah. you know that's fine enough. I just really wish, personally, uh, my legacy isn't so much like I didn't play the older MechWarrior titles. I'm come from the legacy of um, uh, Thunder Brigade, and that is a linear storytelling. Um, you know, mission after mission, you just play as part of the army, and for that one. Yeah, it didn't have fancy cinematics or anything like that. It just had a really one good voice voiceover by like your commanding officer or whatever. Yeah. And um, for me, I just really want to hear, see more of the actual story. Like for me, I'm really interested in whether they can tell a good story. And this image, it's pretty. I don't get me wrong. You have a good artist, but I want to see some storytelling chops. At least in you know, if it were trailers, I would. I want a story trailer personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Totally agree. Yeah. Or at least. <laughs> okay, that would be hilarious though. Um you get this teaser trailer with this picture and then you see the uh blah, 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 where is it? Legends of the Castrolands on September twenty third. And then you get the final frame where it's like you should read the Warrior trilogy to get more info. Oh that'd be, that'd be okay. awesome. Some cross promotions with that'd be, yeah. yeah like, that'd be hey, cool. by the way, there's a giant universe there. For crap ton of books, you should read them. So many people don't know anything about it, man. I talk to people, they're like, uh, what, there's lore in this? I, I thought we'd just be stopping robots killing each other. It's like, no, man, there's so much lore in this. There's so much stuff that you don't understand. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, another missed opportunity. Um, What's that? Bundling the book with the DLC. Like Catalyst has been releasing all the Battletech novels as PDF. Mm -hmm. You could. You could have totally done a cooperation with Catalyst Games and uh, bundled the PDF for this particular book with the game DLC, or even a you know a short PDF or something like that, a short story. Yeah, or short story. One yeah. of Michael Scott's short stories and set in a time. Yeah, true, true. Ah, oh, that that would have been cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I just wish there was more focus on the story aspect, at least if that's part of your selling points. Like if we go to the website, um, you know, MechWarrior Five Mercs, you know, they only list gameplay features just saying linear you know the, there's just mention of the campaign and uh, and then you'll just go into all the other bits and pieces mega city combat oh we got new mix and variants and it's just like but what about the story <laughs> to be fair maybe pgi is just aware that their storytelling is kind of garbage and they're like hey let's let's say okay story there but uh, we're focused on the on the things we're good at which is gameplay yeah 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 Fundamentally, though, of course, you know, if if you're going to put so much more time and effort into this DLC or maybe future DLCs involving story, you need to put more emphasis on the story. Uh, and you know, you want to if you have an, a story you want to tell, you really want, you know, if you have a story, it better be worth be telling. You want to tell us. It shouldn't be something that's just sort of an afterthought to mention, at least culturally. Why are you going through so much effort to tell a story if you're not interested in it? Yeah, I mean, oh god, I'm getting flashbacks to the way they did the original campaign story. God. That was horrific. Six months pre-release. Wait, our player test our play testers want a campaign. Oh fuck! Campaign <laughs> the next. Six I know. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. What's uh, MechWarrior Five? That was MechWarrior Five DLC yeah, coming out. A lot about MechWarrior Five. Uh, let's 
dive into some of the macware online news uh, my screen share has frozen up uh, yep. but Walter, please go ahead and can you take us through the first right. background topic uh what was that background topic um i thought the... I, I wanted to dive into the patch notes just get that over yeah, yeah, with yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah the august and september patch notes but shortly though yes yes so um august and september have huge quirk passes that just like last time are just a bit too much for us to really cover there's a lot of big changes but there's also a lot of small little incremental changes and so it's just a you know we're talking 20 mechs each time or something like that it's a it's a and all the variants of each mech so it's just absolutely crazy so um just the little highlights so to speak uh, to mention in terms of gameplay was it in august we didn't know until later i think that um yeah uh there's a few bigger gameplay changes so what was it mislinks head um uh, clan active probe you know the mislinks always had the active probe in its head that has been finally unlocked even though it, finally that little 25 ton mech will have one more ton to play with missile bay doors uh, mostly on IS mechs, I think. Um, all of them have their delay completely removed. So this means you press the button and they instantly fire. You do not need to remember any more to have to open the missile bay doors to start with. And they close very shortly afterwards as well. This means missile bay doors are not a hassle anymore and they actually provide you extra damage resistance. Yeah. So they actually serve like as a gameplay benefit now. So yeah. <laughs> things like catapult arms, aren't such a liability they're still a liability but they're actually tankier now because they you know close quicker and they and you might as well let them close and um this is just touching on august a rebalancing a baseline ecm so if you get a mech straight from the store its ecm isn't as awful uh, anymore like you get 50 percent range reduction and the final 25 percent is from skill tree so you actually have to invest a lot to just get an you know, have 50% more of an effect from your ECM. So that really helps at least when you're starting out with an ECM mech, or if you're doing a, a trial mech with ECM, you're staying much more under the radar and you're not dependent on skill tree anymore. Yeah. So very good changes there. Um, they've done two changes to clan large pulse laser, just making the ghost heat much more painful and stuff because they had loosened it up earlier. And along with all the other buffs to large pulse laser, it was getting way too, a bit too out of hand. Uh, rocket launchers have no minimum range or they have a drop-off for their minimum range, an exponential drop-off. So they don't instantly go to zero if you're within 50 meters. They will instead, um, you know, if, if you're at 49 meters, they will still do most of their damage. And that's really good. It was really, really clunky trying to get close enough so that you have a good tight spread. But if you get too close, they instantly become zero. This yeah. uh, just makes them so much more usable, I think, though the patches didn't tell yet. And all of their ranges are now 500 meters. So if you take rocket 20s or 15s for some reason, um, you, you could spam them at longer ranges if you want for some reason. <laughs> uh, clan LRMs, they're getting their missile health improved by 10, 11%. So yep, they got shot down by AMS like crazy um and yeah that's more or less it they've changed some engine ratings so some hatamoto cheese had terrible engine ratings and now they're not fleas have uh larger engine ratings now so uh, you don't have to take so many external heat sinks and vindicators got a confusing engine rating increase too even though that doesn't really suit the vindicators but whatever it allows you to take ferro or light ferro more easily on vindicators so woo e. uh <laughs> there's just so much going on with all the patch notes and it's just um yeah 
So that's real quick mention. Um, we got some Mac quirks in the August patch. We already talked about that in the Mac preview. Uh, those quirks are slightly more adjusted in the September patch. And we're also going <clears> to <throat> get a bunch of additional Mac quirks, which the uh, call one team called the phase two of the Mac quirk rework, whatever the official name was. And presumably next month, we're going to get more adjustments and yeah. another phase of Mac quirks. And <clears throat> I mean, quite honest, there's so much there. Uh, my mind can't follow all of it. So yeah. I only really have to stand out. The Eben Jaguar is one of the more popular Macs within the list that we're getting in September, which got some armor quirks. So maybe the Eben Jaguar might get back up in the meta. And otherwise, it looks like it's just a lot of Macs that needed help and they're getting help earlier than the more meta max. Yeah. Uh, only a slight thing to mention is sort of, um, there's finally ammo quirks implemented uh, this month. So finally your locusts, for example, and urban mechs and things like that. You know, if you're taking a missile locust, your ammo will be twice as effective. So locusts won't just run out of ammo after dealing you know, 500 damage or so. You'll actually be able to deal a decent amount of damage um, with you know, <clears throat> tonnage limited mech. Yeah. Same for Erbies. If you take an AC-20 Erby, um, those two tons are effectively worth four tons of ammo. So, you know, even though you're a 30 tonner, you actually have a decent amount of ammo with this change. Though ammo skill nodes, of course, in the skill tree are not as effective. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a whole bunch of ammo quirks. The only annoying thing with ammo quirks, currently how they work in the game, is they work just like the skill tree where if you add um, an ammo node from skill tree, it adds a huge list of every single weapon type God. and how much extra ammo you've got. And that's going to be baseline on a whole bunch of, you know, light mechs and some mediums as well. Yeah. So like if, you, uh, if you're watching on YouTube right now, you can see what the logos free as, for example, 100% ammo per ton for missile weapons is going to translate to one, two, three, four, five lines of quirks right there, just for the missile weapons. Wait, mm -hmm. no, more than that, because all the alarms are, oh, God, more. Yeah. Wait, no. No, five lines. Five additional lines of text for the ammo quirks. And on ballistics, it's even worse because you have the different uh, ballistic types. So just 10% yeah. on ballistics is going to translate to a lot of lines of text. I can't yes. remember right now. And this sadly means like some mechs that have mixed loadouts aren't going to get ammo buffs for the various types. Because if you have a mech that has you know, uh, missile and ballistic, particularly if it's small, like uh, Panther, there's a Panther that has that. Um, that one, it really struggles to find the tonnage for both weapon systems. And therefore, at least gameplay, gameplay design-wise, you want to make it easier for them by making both ammo types have just much more efficient ammo. But if you add ammo for both weapon types, it's just going to add so many lines to the quirk list. It will be ridiculous. Yeah, so, so 30 they... lines for the ballistics, yeah. Yeah. So in the end, they're only adding um, ballistic for that Panther, for example, which is a shame. And in some ways as well, like um, in my own personal suggestion document, I said just a universal ammo quirk. So all ammo types are buffed. This means yeah. ballistic, missile, and AMS. So if you're giving like a locust a an ammo quirk, that will be like some locusts, they're getting machine gun ammo, but they're not getting DACA ammo. Now I know DACA would be kind of silly, but sometimes some people want to take an AC2 uh, locust just for the lols, and that's not being facilitated by the quirks. I know it reduced cluster, but it's just, you know, it would be fun to try that out once in a while. And even if you like, for some reason, you want to splurge that one ton to get an AMS, you know, AMS with a half ton of ammo, it'd be so cool if that extra half, that half ton of ammo was more effective. But 
I'm not sure if there's even an AMS ammo quirk, but if, even if there, you know, there was, it would add an extra line of clutter. Yeah. So weapon quirks probably gonna need some help from whatever the external team for Mac Online is gonna do. Yeah. And we released the introduction of a universal just ten percent ballistic ammo. And then I don't know if we're getting a UI pass and I can just uh, say whatever I want. Um, maybe mouse over to see the actual stats, like what campus yeah. ballistic actually means. Yeah, um, there's also okay. some talk, at least like of categorizing quirks. It would be cool if in that list you had them categorized like defensive quirks and you just had all the survival one spot, yep. offensive quirks, all the damage quirks in one spot, and then like auxiliary, you know, so uh, agility and sensors in another spot. Yep. Well, well, also too, like they actually had it where it was, uh, I'm just categorizing too, as in the, the original quirks of the mech has, and then all the skill quirks on a, on a different color or something like that, because that's just a pain in the ass to go remember all that. Um, yeah, or at least have a sub menu. Or yeah, sub menu or something. Yeah, you know, basically. Yeah, yeah it, I always a... use the store as a way to tell what the yeah. original quirks are yeah, because but... I do at least currently. If you have ten percent cooldown and you use the skill tree to get an extra ten percent, it just says twenty percent, and I like that because it's nice and yes. just simple. You just look at that page and you see I have twenty percent cooldown. Okay, got it. Oh, no, I don't, don't mind. Oh, sorry, good. Yeah, I, I just I don't care so much about necessarily know, knowing in detail exactly what it had to start with. It's just, you know, you look at that page to see what it currently is equipped with. And personally, I would want to separate them out just according to what types they are, rather than separating them out from original quirks and additive quirks. Well, like I like, I like Ian's idea, basically, like a second, a separate submenu. You know, like I said, too, it's like 20%. I have no problem with that. But I want to see what exactly the mech had first before it yeah. started adding a bunch of different skills on it, though. It's just basic uh, user design, uh, yeah. user experience design. You want to offer the user all the information he needs, and yep. then you want to give him the option to find more information that he wants. But yeah. you yeah. don't want to clutter the main interface with that optional yeah. information. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. I'm not going to care. Because right now, at least, you know, with the people working on MWO, Darren and his team, they don't have anyone who's, you know, dedicated to fixing things up. Because, you know, I, I remember I was arguing just like, you know, a simple change in the UI you could do is there's a pop-up that says, oh, by the way, you're going to generate ghost heat. And I said, you know, one simple change you could do is it said, instead of it just saying you're going to generate ghost heat, it says you're going to generate this amount of ghost heat. Just throw in the number that, that shows how much it's going to generate and it's like hey yeah. people can click that and see how how hot the build actually is going to be and i mean sure it's not going to it's not going to be the perfect solution but just more no. information is always better actually the better thing is like hey you better wear you better wear a cooling vest because you're going to be hot <laughs> you better splash that extra money and pay your space 18 tables to get one of those fancy cooling suits exactly fancy cooling vest yeah yeah um, yeah, the only uh, other, only other thing for me is I have to talk about the Hellspawn because, of course, I love the Hellspawn, and they still have not addressed the issue of the fun Hellspawn. The side torso is being blown off, of course, with its bad hitboxes. They have at least helped its legs out a bit, which is nice. Um, they've tried to quirk it weapon-wise, and I'm not a fan of it because that's not how I played my Hellspawns. They gave it a whole bunch of stuff like pulse laser quirks and uh, PPC, like light PPC, snub PPC kind of quirks. There is an SRM six. HSL quirk. So if you find the tonnage, you could find you can equip five SRM sixes. Good luck with that. <laughs> but otherwise, I'm just like they're turning my they're turning my mech and lots of others into snipers. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all know the direction the Caldwin has been going, which is laser, 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 and some PPC and all energy. And yeah, the theme just keeps going. 
Yeah. All right, then we've talked about the quirks. We didn't even touch about what's probably the bigger news, which are the two map reworks. And yeah. I think we probably want to save that for a future episode. So in, we have already touched on uh, HPG when yeah, it was teased in the preview, yes. Uh, but yeah, there, we do have the new preview for Caustic Valley. Um, and for this, we only have really, well, three screenshots. They haven't even like flown through the map with a video or whatever on their, on their uh, YouTube, because obviously they're busy with MechWarrior 5 and whatnot. Um, I just personally, of course, Caustic Valley is one of my favorite maps. And, you know, just like everyone else's favorite maps, like, you know, um, uh, <laughs> the HPG and uh, the, the desert map, uh, they've just been, you know, utterly changed up and everything. Um, Canyon Network, that's it, sorry. Um, yep, can, uh, I, I, where's my big hill? Where, where even are these screenshots? I'm not even, I'm not sure where, where we are with Caustic Valley, but it looks like a big giant flat plain with lots of random terrain all over the place, which does feel like a lot of the other maps that have been reworked at this point. Oh no, have we lost Ian? I think we lost Ian, yeah. Uh, no. Okay, well. Yeah, yeah, Caustic Valley. Um, yeah, I'm looking over the patch notes now, basically, and I didn't realize it even came out uh, next week. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. Coming out next Tuesday. Uh, yeah. So right uh, the day right after this uh, comes out, also. Yeah, they got a lot of stuff coming out for like my quarter. Um, this, yeah. This week actually, it's crazy. Yeah, the, the thing with Caustic Valley and its rework. Um, at least with two of these screenshots, there's a lot of these pools with very sharp inclines, uh, rather than the slopes that you're used to seeing on Caustic. Yeah. yeah. Um, these are going to be a a, nu a huge nuisance, like for assault mechs, just because you're going to get stuck all the time. You can't fully take cover behind them, even if you have jump jets. Um, you can jump up onto there, but then suddenly you're very exposed. Um. So I'm really not a fan of more of these pools. There are pools on the map. It's just nobody ever fights around them usually because they're an awful spot to fight. And I see so many of them more now on the screenshots, but I don't know where, where I am. It's Caustic Valley everywhere. It's clouded in smoke. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, um, I'm looking like, do they actually have the volcano on top? Um, is that still there? I don't think so. If I look at a screenshot, uh, and they like, took it all out, and these, these are just assumptions again. By the side, we don't have a proper preview. Yeah, I'm thinking what you see in the background of this, the kind of round open field with the small gaseous. Mm -hmm. That's probably gonna be the new crater volcano that we wanna call it. And yeah, yeah as Spider said, I'm not a fan. Like all the map reworks just feel samey and. PGI has kind of been going that direction with the max. Make them just all feel samey and all balanced, and now the max, uh, the maps are also gonna feel all samey and not yeah. a fan of that design principle, to be honest. Now, for me to speak to why I really like Caustic Valley, um, uh, sort of, it's kind of encapsulated by the second screenshot a bit, where you can see this, these rolling hills right next to the camera. And those hills are really good. Like the, all, there's so many inclines and bumps and stuff. It's really good for light mechs and medium mechs that if you're like with an urban mech, you could just poke your head out and your gun over and fire at the enemy very quickly and efficiently and duck that back down into cover. It's, it's a perfect mech for hill peaking. And I really love that, that there's so many different angles that you can approach the enemy and hill peak. Like there is Grimplexus that has the big you know hills that people love to run around, but it's just one hill and whenever you expose you're exposing to a large you know like the next quarter of the hill 
So you're usually exposing to a large amount of the enemy. But with caustic, there's so many different little angles and where you can peek and prod the enemy and use terrain. It is one of the best maps for using terrain to your advantage. And I have always loved that about Caustic Valley. Yes, it has often devolved into like, you know, um, um, the NASCAR. But the big thing with that central hill is that the fastest NASCAR is to go over the, over the top. But if you go over the top, you're extra toasty. So there's a, you know, there's a, there's a trade-off implied, implicit in that, in th that decision. So, um, yeah, it's one of the few maps that actually uses the, you know, heat mechanics to, you know, um, great effect to balance out the effects of NASCAR. I really love the use of terrain and just flattening it all out and just lots of random little rocks everywhere removes and utterly destroys the one thing I loved about this map and one of the loves that, one of the things I love about using about this game. It's not just hard cover where you just you're behind a rock or you're not. There's so many little hills and peaks and hillocks that you can make use of and you know UAVs are so powerful on it and I have no idea what the map actually is, but it looks like a lot of that is just going to be thrown to the winds. And every time you poke and expose, there's going to be a large field of view that you can see, you know, uh, across and that there'll probably be a whole bunch of enemies there from a whole bunch of different little hillocks. And it's so sad to see the identity of at least this map being destroyed when I didn't feel like it really needed a change. I agree. Like, yeah, people were complaining about NASCAR, but of that this map, map in particular, I feel like it was manageable compared to what it offered. And yeah. It... Yeah, I, I want to see at least, up. yeah. These redesigned maps, they, um, they add plenty of maps and random blocks of cover, but I, I miss my hills. <laughs> yeah, I miss my hills before we even have the new map. But yeah, we're probably going to do a follow-up episode in a couple of weeks where we actually talk about how both uh, the new HPG and the new Caustic Valley feel. And we're going to yep. give you our actual impressions then. Like right now, we're just talking about a preview and we haven't even talked about this yet. So uh, give us a couple more weeks because we are totally running out of time for today. So let's get, get tracking. Uh, we have a new uh, free mech event. Should we get onto that one or the sale? Sure. Oh, that's an old sale. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's an old sale. sale. It was a pretty yeah. decent sale if you wanted MC mech base. Uh, the Hunter Pack got a preview, um, if you want to take a look at that. It's a pretty cool video. And uh, there's a new free Mac event for the Warhammer 6R, which is one of the cooler Warhammers. Yeah, well, of course, we've we got to have a, everyone get a, more laser boats. <laughs> well, the Isn't 6R is it? oh, the, the Yeah, that's LB40 and the yeah. AC40 and the dual heavy go. Uh, yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's the better Warhammers. Yeah, good. Because um, at yeah, least yeah. the preview image, it shows it firing all the lasers. And I just, oh, no. No. <laughs> yeah, I see the machine. Um, yeah. yeah, you get a Warhammer if you just play uh, the usual thing, play the game, you're going to get some rewards. I feel like this one has gotten a bit easier than past ones, where the past ones also only 40k MDDs or kills. Mm -hmm. It yeah. feels pretty easy to get, though. So, again, I like it for a mega event. These are always great. Yep, it's supposed to be new player accessible, so yep. make it too crazy. Really hard in this month, you can also get a pattern on top of your mech. So just as always, play the game, get stuff, cool things. 40,000 match score? Holy crap. That's, yeah, uh, it's going to take a bit. Yeah. yeah. A whole month to do it, of course. Yeah, yeah, true. You have to play a fair amount. Not too bad, I guess, um, yeah. Yeah, it'll be easy. Anything, anything else to add? No. Not for me. No, it, it's, it's a good mech, that Warhammer. Lots of people love it. So it'd be a good one to give to new players. Yeah. 
next up, uh, Solaris leaderboard rewards are ending. Um, we're gonna get the last season of Solaris 7 that actually has rewards at the end, because mm -hmm. realistically no one's playing it, so people have been abusing the system to get a lot of very easy to get free stuff, and uh, they're no longer doing it. A whole, whole bunch of MC, I think, wasn't it? Like often. Yeah, a whole bunch of MC, a couple of cockpit yeah. items, and flex. And PGI is basically saying, okay, we're not going to put in the effort for these events anymore. And because it's not worth the effort. So, yeah. Yep. They're justifying it a bit. Uh, go ahead and read their statement if you want to know more. But basically, no more rewards if you play Solaris. From now on, it's just for fun, which means the player base is probably going to drop from two players online to zero players online. Yeah, there are some, there is, you know, certainly yeah, there, there, there is a small cadet that do actually, you know, compete for those top spots. But uh, yeah, you're, it's a lot of work and a lot of watering down your own economy just for, you know, a small group. So, and you need to do these kind of changes as well, because obviously w w if you're reworking MWO, the, your future is not in Solaris. Yeah. And I totally see this as the prelude to Solaris being uh, axed as a permanent game mode. I was just yeah. say that basically they um, during the time when they did Solaris they should have worked uh, should have done it but it's a cool idea don't get me wrong but they should have done it worked on worked on other projects because I just I saw this happening I mean just little by little just going away saw this happening big time a couple of years ago yeah and I then... think there was a lot of interest but uh, in the end it just it didn't have the staying power yeah. people much prefer playing with their friends or whatnot or quick play environment rather than more tense scenario of one v ones or two v twos yeah. yeah. And then as PGI take off away, they also give it back. Um, as we're getting another officially supported uh, competitive championship series, uh, sp sponsored by PGI, or well, effectively sponsored by the community, but also PGI. Um, you can check the announcement post to, to see all the rules, I think. On the first glance, they look fairly similar to what we had the last few competitive seasons. And I'll be honest, I haven't kept up with the competitive seasons because I don't appreciate that playstyle all that much. But hey, if you're into it, cool things. And yeah. yeah, if you participate, you can get a lot of pretty good stuff. First place gets free ultimate packs. I don't know, man. If you're playing Macro Online on that competitive level, do you still need ultimate packs? Do you still need currency? <sighs> I know some people have billions, man. <laughs> Oh, like, the, okay. These, um, yeah, the, the comp rewards have always been quite huge, so to speak. Yeah, it's just, um, well, it means the people who play comp don't have to buy all the all hero max PGI. Yeah. And speaking of hero max, uh, if you're in the top 500 of the competitive series, you're getting a special variant of the night gear. Which I think it's a regular night gear D, but it's a different camo speed. So in essence, yeah. if you just play. In comp, you get that because I don't think there's 500 people to being in comp actually. So we just it just just jump in comp for a couple games and you get that. <laughs> you get five yeah, mech bays. You have to play through to completion. Oh, you do. Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, you have to play decent. Still, you know, yeah, okay. But yeah, I, I like it. It's that's really cool. Uh, this special variant with the CS, so it's definitely recognizable. And you're jumping in game, I'm like, oh, cool. Well, that three camo color. colors. Yeah. As well, three colors yeah. that you could use on all your mechs. So, cool things. And if you want to support the competitive series, you can buy the tournament supporter pack. It is 10 US dollars. Half of that is going to PGI to pay for the stuff you're getting. Half of that is going to the prize pool for the competitive teams. 
And if you buy the pack, you're getting some cockpit items, a badge, and most importantly, a 10% boost to all Siebel and XP earnings from the moment you buy up to February 28th, 2022. So about six months. Yeah. Is it? Six Gold 50 MC and MacBay, three days premium time and 100 GSP. It's actually a really good deal. Yeah. Just getting it's that. It's like the last few tournaments of other packs. If you want to buy it, buy it early because the 10% boost alone is definitely worth the 10 bucks if you play the yeah. game fairly regularly. And if you get in late, uh, don't bother because if you're missing out on 10% boost, I don't think this is worth 10 yeah. bucks. I think no, no. I mean, at 12.50, that's 12 bucks right there. The Mech Bay is another three, I believe. Yeah, um, but yeah. 30 days premium times another uh, 10 or 15 and 100 yeah, GSP. Yeah, you can get more for 10 bucks, I believe. Yeah, it's still a good deal, though, like at least I think. There was a time they had all the bundles constantly coming out or whatever, and those could uh, sometimes compete. But yeah, um, yeah, this is not too bad for me personally. Of course, I already played the game so much. I have so many Seabills and XP. I just, yeah, I, I, I I don't. There's not the long-term benefit for me for the 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 boost. Yeah, yeah. I very much punched myself when I missed out on the first tournament supporter pack because I just didn't realize the ten percent boost or five percent what they had had back then. And by the time they did the second pack, I didn't care anymore because I have so much saved up. Yeah, um, it's a good deal for for new players actually. If you do get this, I mean, definitely good deal. Um, you know, the premium it's time. The new players who are continuously playing who want to put down the yeah. money. It's yeah, a particular definitely. demographic, but yes. Or you know, just hey, you know, I play I play occasionally, and so I might as well get some extra bo- uh, bonus stuff. And twelve fifty MC is not too bad too. I mean, even though like PGI kind of gives it out like candy, but still, you know, a little bit more it always does help. And hey, maybe you're just absolutely in love with these cockpit items. Eh. Eh. I, I can't, well, I can't buy my cockpit items in my mechs. Yeah. I can't find bad. them. Cockpit Make a search cockpit. item. Okay, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> oh, God, please. I want to see my cockpit items. They disappeared in my mechs. I don't know which one they're in. <laughs> I, I have like 700 so. mechs, man. Come on. <laughs> The most interesting hot cockpit item to me is always like the uh, mounted one, the warhorn. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. It, there's no real way to tell how it actually sounds or what it looks like. Because you can't um, find them. Your well, yeah, it's hard to find. It's, it's hard to just... find. Sorry, sorry, I'm just. Yes. Ah! Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. More than an image would be nice, but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, they make do with the tools they have available, and they're quite busy. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know, man. That MacBook 5 port sounds like it's on a fairly short notice. MacBook 5 board? A lot of stress that they caused themselves. Mm. Okay. But yeah, um, we do apologize for kind of rushing through these last MacBook Online topics. We promised to do a follow-up episode soon where we dive more into especially the map changes and probably the quirk changes. But for now, MacWare 5 was the big thing, and we just had to spend time to talk about it. And presumably, next episode, we're going to spend even more time on MacWare 5 as the game releases. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, MacWare Online, but I'm excited for MacWare 5 for once, and I want to live out that excitement. <laughs> I know that you're doing a big thing, but uh, there's just a horde of mechs came charging in from the sides and crowded up the whole thing. The whole yeah. scene. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I'm with I'm with uh, Ian there too. Um, I'm excited about MechWarrior Five again, and uh, I, I think um, I'm gonna be playing that um, MechWarrior line pretty much uh, 
it's still there. It's still in my heart, but MechWarrior 5 just jumped in and filled that little bit, the, the void I had for, for yeah. MechWarrior. So, yeah. So, mark your calendar next Thursday or next Friday, depending on time zone as MechWarrior 5 releases. Uh, don't keep your hopes up too high for super fast modding support. Mm -hmm. uh, looking at the modding Discord, it doesn't seem like the modders have gotten any advanced copies or anything to help them put out their mods on launch day. So it's probably going to take a couple of weeks for all the mods to be updated again. But yeah, I'm still excited. I think this next update on GLC is going to be a good time. And who knows, maybe it's going to push MacWare 5 in my mind to be that 8 out of 10 that it needs for me to recommend it. And was mine 6.5 out of 10 or 6.7 or something? I forgot what uh, mine was. I think you went down to a 6.5, yeah. 6.5, okay. So hopefully we make it up to 7.5 or 8, maybe. Oh. Well, I don't know. Maybe. We'll talk, we'll talk more about that next week. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk more about our hopes for the future and uh, what kind of pricing and bundles we might expect and hope for in the next few sales for Micro 5 and all those good things. And yeah, definitely. Definitely so. So then. Spider Bob closing quotes. Yes, get MechWarrior 5 DLC. Uh, Don't no, expect wait, much. Wait, wait. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Don't expect much, but I don't know. Take Just a look at it day one. Take a look at it, yeah, day one. Megan decision. Yeah, streamers. I mean, I'm going to get it because I'm a streamer because, you know, I got to stream this stuff, but <clears throat> um, I I'm excited, but I'm going to try to get my expectations down like, like, uh, Unlike I did with infantry, infantry just muzzle, just 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 whatever. Just God, so pissed off about that. Let's end it on a positive. Note. Yeah, okay. It's gonna be awesome, I believe. Yeah. Maybe not the storyline and the writing and stuff, but the this the setting and the missions are gonna be cool. Yeah, I definitely. Definitely uh, so. Funny question of whether it should actually ever at all live up to legend, the name of legend of the orchestral oh, uh, oh yeah. I mean, the other one of the heroes of the inner sphere. Uh, yeah. Is there any stories like in the books about the um about the Crescent guys or the no. Kestrel guys? I'm sorry, yeah. Oh, so they can just make up anything they want. They're, they're so legendary, but no one's talked. Yeah, they're no. so legendary, but no one's <laughs> talked about them. Why did they just uh, give us the <clears throat> name of the actual unit since they're not called Kestrel Lancers? They're the Serious Lancers. Um, uh, Serious Lancers, I think it is. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Second Serious Lancers originally started League Defense Force Regiment, and. I, I, yeah, for my final thoughts on the thing, it's like I would love to speculate, like, oh, I wonder, you know, if you're part of the military unit, how it will show, you know, be are you going to be a regular grunt? Are you going to be in charge of the lance? Blah, blah, blah. How do they sell this as being a legend, et cetera, et cetera? But we have so little to go on. We might as well just wait until next week yep. when we actually just see how, how it plays out. Actually, they do have um, uh, point, points at uh, the NAIS, the Force of Section War Military Atlas Volume 1, has them in there. So they might do some of the battles from that. Hopefully, if they got their lore right um, and 3052 conflicts and how they spent the Force of Succession War. So I, I don't know. Um, and the Field Manual of Federated Sons, they're in there as well. So who knows? Um, if they go by the Military Atlas Volume 1, which is a, a very hard book to find, by the way. Um, yeah. Yeah, very hard. I have I have both yeah, of them. One and two. Keep in mind they changed they changed the insignia. Like the the logo of the unit has been changed from it. Yeah, I know, so I know. Still, don't get your hopes up too high for super high low accuracy. I want lower accuracy. Still damn talking it! Talking about PGI after all. Okay, fine. We're still talking about the company who did the. Fine, like there'll be a bunch of garbage cans that run around, and you know, I don't know. Who knows? Anyways, <laughs> okay, let, let's let's. I'm done. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna shut up now. All right. Then. <laughs> this was. <laughs> 
uh, with Bob uh, being finally out of picture, this was episode 154 of the First Circuit Podcast. I hope you enjoyed our ramblings and assumptions about the Macro 5 DLC. Tune back in for next week for more rumblings about the Macro 5 DLC. Check out last episode for a really cool interview with a Battletech miniature painter. Mm -hmm. A lot of cool tricks, many things to learn there. I already bought things based on his recommendations from last week, so check out that episode. And this was Old Bob. Bye there. I, I think he said a very quiet blog. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. See you guys next See you later. Episode. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>